Jeez Louise, I'm on mute. All right, well, let's start this over. Good evening. Our top story tonight, Jim Harbaugh is back in the NFL. Jim Harbaugh is now the head coach of the LA Chargers. This is massive. Jim Harbaugh returns to the NFL. This is an upgrade, certainly an upgrade over Brandon Staley. How much of an upgrade remains to be seen. We will see whether or not he brings in Greg Roman. But it's not just Jim Harbaugh. The Tennessee Titans also have a new head coach as well. So we're going to break down all of that and more on Player Profiling today. And we are back and we are here to talk about all the goings on across the NFL, including... Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is the new head coach of the LA Chargers. The Chargers interview 15 different coaches. That's the most head coach interviews of this cycle, but they go with the guy that we knew all along would end up with the Chargers. And now he leaves the Michigan Wolverines. Jim Harbaugh was set to become the highest paid coach in college football history. And he turns it down for the NFL because he probably wasn't going to be coaching at Michigan this year. Anyways, he's probably going to be suspended as this investigation continues to show things. But with the Michigan Wolverines, 89 and 25. And then over the past three years, 40 and three, three straight national championship win. Or it's not national championships. Got one straight national championship win. Three big 10 championship wins in a row with the San Francisco 49ers. He was 44, 19 and one, three NFC championship appearances, one Super Bowl appearance for Jim Harbaugh and the San Francisco 49ers. They had some epic battles with Pete Carroll's Seahawks back in the day. And he returns home. Former Los Angeles Chargers quarterback is now their head coach. And what's he going to do for a staff? Is he going to bring in Greg Roman, his former head coach or not? head coach his former offensive coordinator with the 49ers is he going to bring back Vic Fangio who was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers back then he recently parted ways with the Miami Dolphins David Shaw to follow that had been discussed as well we have been hearing that David Shaw is a name to watch for this Chargers staff in some capacity though Vic Fangio is expected to join the Philadelphia Eagles. Now that Jim Harbaugh's back in the NFL, that very well could change. And we're going to see the Harbaugh Bowl return in 2024. Ravens and Chargers set the square off at some point. We still don't know the schedule, obviously, but we will find things out. Yes, my friend, Vic Fangio is more than likely going to the Eagles. That is the expectation. But we will get to that and the rest of the Eagles moves in a moment. First, Congratulations to the San Francisco Chargers, San Diego Chargers, LA Chargers, whatever you want to call them. Jim Harbaugh's new team has an upgrade. And this is good news. This is good news for Justin Herbert. I don't see it being Greg Roman. I don't see them going this ultra conservative run heavy offense with a quarterback like Justin Herbert. But I could be wrong. This could be a bad hire in the end. We will see how the staff fills out what they do with Justin Herbert, how they try to build around him. But before we get to all of that and we get to the other updates across the NFL, so much going on, so many hires happening over the last couple of days. I've got a word from the pod father. 
Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team, this is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. We are back and we are here to talk about all things NFL, including the Tennessee Titans and their new hire. But we also have some great news to announce player profiler today will be airing on the Player Profiler News YouTube as well, and we will be heavily incorporating the Player Profiler News section. If you go to playerprofiler.com forward slash news, you will see this beautiful page, that, and we have such wonderful writers behind the scenes breaking things down all these stories that come out you're getting instant news and analysis we've got all of these updates i haven't refreshed it since the chargers news that's already been posted i could refresh right now but i'd have to do i can refresh anyways that's a reload here because the chargers news should be up at this point and there it goes see it's already here we already had this written out because we all knew that Jim Harbaugh was going to be the Chargers coach. So make sure you check out the player profiler news desk. It is amazing. We'll be talking about the Titans hire of Brian Callahan in a moment, but make sure you also go and subscribe to the player profiler news channel. That way you will see myself and some other amazing hosts. I'm still going to be running Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We're getting someone in on Tuesdays. We're getting someone in on Thursdays. Player profiler today is going to be back to seven days a week. I'm going to be with you for three of them. Seven days a week was just too much for me with my personal life and my real day nine to five job more than nine to five but either way you understand what i'm saying and so that doesn't mean you should be deprived of the content you deserve and so you will be getting seven days a week of player profiler today just make sure you subscribe to the player profiler news channel for this for all of the updates that you're going to be getting as well beautiful absolutely beautiful and thank you all so much for tuning into this show Appreciate the compliments of the stash. I've been told recently I look like Paul Bearer, the Undertaker's manager, which is very ironic considering my day job. Happy to have you on the show live once again. Was looking forward to the Packers and Lions in the NFC Championship. Now I'm now looking forward to Lions Ravens Super Bowl, as am I. It's going to be beautiful. It is going to be absolutely beautiful. Caught Believe in Lions for the first time yesterday. You do. Oh, thank you so much, my friend. I really appreciate that. For those of you who don't know, I was fortunate enough to talk to Taylor Decker, left tackle of the Detroit Lions yesterday. Great, great interview. We'll talk more about that later, but that is on the Believe in Lions podcast. But in the meantime, the news around the NFL, we have 
Brian Callahan, the new head coach of the Tennessee Titans, replaces Mike Vrabel. And of course, like so many other hires in the NFL today and over the past couple of years, it comes off the back of a Peyton Manning recommendation. Peyton Manning once again pulling the strings. Peyton Manning. Happy to see his former staff member won a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos Super Bowl 50. And Brian Callahan also worked with Joe Burrow recently, obviously, as the offensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals. Made Jake Browning look pretty good. Worked with Derek Carr. Worked with Matthew Stafford. So he has the resume that you want to see. The resume that you want to see from a head coach, offensive coordinator turned head coach. And... It sounds like he's going to be bringing in some talent with him as well. The offensive line coach for the Cleveland Browns, Bill Callahan, father of Brian Callahan, is set to join his son on the new staff, and he is one of the best offensive line coaches in the NFL. This is not a case of nepotism. This is just two hardworking and deserving people getting jobs and getting to work together as a father-son, finally. So congrats to them. And what does this mean for the offense of the Tennessee Titans? Well, much like the offense of the Chargers, we don't totally know right now. We don't know what the staffing is going to look like. And we're not just going to go one-to-one comparisons because who else has Jamar Chase and T. Higgins? We can't just say, oh, well, Traylon Burke's going to play the Jamar Chase role. Traylon Burke's going to be the new T. Higgins because remember, DeAndre Hopkins is a free agent. Could they bring him back? Yes, absolutely they could. But even then, that's not going to be the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins offense. So I am interested to see how this offense is carved out. The one interesting thing that I noticed, though, was Joe Mixon had 62 targets this past year, 70 targets the year before. That was 12th in the NFL this year, 8th in the NFL the year before, but Joe Mixon actually had fewer targets than Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears, 67 targets, tied for ninth in the NFL. And remember, last year, Joe Mixon was competing with Samaj P. Ryan and still got 70 targets. Tajay Spears is going to be utilized heavily in the passing game. Unfortunately, I still believe that Derrick Henry is on his way out. And part of that belief is because Brian Callahan is not actually going to have the say in who's on the roster. He's not going to make the free agent decisions. Obviously, he's going to be consulted. Obviously, they're going to work together on these decisions. But Rand Carthon, the general manager, turned executive vice president slash general manager. So he gets a promotion. He gets an upgrade. I hope he gets a pay raise with that as well. But he's going to be making all the decisions. He's going to be making the decisions on the roster, on the personnel, on the coaching staff. That's all going to be through Rand Carthon. Coach is going to coach general manager is going to manage and Chad Brinker, the assistant general manager is going to be promoted to president of football operations. So he's going to be charged of making the salary cap work as well as the analytics. So the Titans have a completely new structure before it was Mike Vrabel making the the decisions with people there to support him. Now it is GM is the boss coach is going to coach and we've got people doing their jobs. Bill was a decent coach too. took the Raiders to a super bowl. Maybe was that him? I forgot about that. But anyways, yeah, that was him. That was Bill Callahan after John Gruden and then beat him. Completely forgot about that. But anyways, as of now, now the fact that Brian Callahan has been hired away from the Cincinnati Bengals, every single team in the NFL, all 32 of them have a new offensive coordinator since 2021. Every team 
has changed their OC at least once, some of them multiple times since 2021. Now, obviously, a lot of this is because offensive coordinators get hired to be head coaches, and also a lot of offensive coordinators end up getting fired. So that's what's going on with the Tennessee Titans. They pick him over a cast of other characters. Thomas Brown had a second interview, and then Brian Callahan had his second interview. Dan Quinn was supposed to get a second interview, and the Titans said, eh, sorry, Dan, we're going to cancel that. We've already picked our guy. Everyone thought it was going to be Bobby Slowick. Bobby Slowick was the favorite to be the next head coach of the Tennessee Titans, and that has officially changed. So what else does this mean? Well, for the Cincinnati Bengals, it is a pretty easy transition. They are going to promote QB coach Dan Pitcher, and Dan Pitcher was the hottest offensive coordinator in the NFL outside of Zach Robinson. It was kind of those two competing to be that next offensive coordinator, the one that all the teams are trying to woo right now. And so Zach Robinson, he still has a chance to land as an offensive coordinator. Zach Robinson, the passing game coordinator of the Rams, but Dan Pitcher, the other hottest name on offensive coordinator. He is the new QB, no, the new OC of the Cincinnati Bengals. Dave Canales, most likely in Carolina. Yes, that's what it is starting to sound like. It sounds like the Carolina Panthers are going to be hiring Dave Canales. Now this is not guaranteed by any means. He just had his second interview today, and it sounds like it went well. But they were also supposed to interview Brian Callahan a second time. Raheem Morris is supposed to get a second interview. Mike Vrabel also is flying in to meet the Panthers tomorrow. So while Dave Canales is the favorite, it is still uncertain how it is going to shake out. Ben Johnson could still be in the mix for the Panthers as well. But that decision is going to be made in conjunction with their new general manager, Dan Morgan, former first-round pick for the Carolina Panthers back in 2001, the 11th overall pick in that draft. Linebacker for the Miami Hurricanes. He is the new general manager, and so they keep that tradition alive. The Panthers aren't going to completely gut the organization, completely tear it down, and start over. They are going to keep some friendly faces. Is that a good thing? In some ways, it is good to keep history alive within an organization, but is Dan Morgan just a yes man for David Tepper? How is this going to work? I really don't know. I just wish Dan Morgan the best because we are always rooting for these former players to have success in their next vocation and love seeing former players have success in the NFL. The other thing that ties Dan Morgan to Dave Canales and Dave Canales getting this job is they actually work together with the Seattle Seahawks. So keep an eye. Dave Canales could be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers announced in the next couple of days. As for the Raiders, the Raiders have also made a hire as well. Tom Telesco is their new general manager, and he finds work immediately after being fired as the Chargers general manager. And Tom Telesco did a lot of things right with the Chargers. He did draft Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Justin Herbert, Rashawn Slater, Zion Johnson. There was a role there for a while where Tom Telesco was just knocking his first round pick out of the park year after year, just teeing him up, knocking out of the park. And then the rest of the draft would kind of suffer after that. That seemed to be the problem with Tom Telesco. And then this year with Quentin Johnston, he didn't even nail the first round pick. And so the Chargers move on. We'll see who the next general manager of the Chargers is going to be. But for now, the Raiders have a new general manager as well. Someone that they played against twice a year 
for 11 seasons. And in those 11 seasons, Tom Telesco's team was 84 and 92. But Mark Davis, the owner of the Las Vegas Raiders, did not want to pair his rookie head coach with a rookie general manager. And so that is the move they make. And we're hearing that Russell Wilson could be the next quarterback of the LA, not LA Raiders, the LV Raiders, the Vegas Raiders. So is that going to happen? Now, this is just pure speculation. This is an NFC general manager just offering their opinion. But Russell Wilson did say a couple years ago that he would be willing to play for the Las Vegas Raiders before he ended up with the Denver Broncos. Raiders still trying to figure out their offensive coordinator. They've interviewed Alex Van Pelt, the former Browns offensive coordinator who shouldn't have been fired, but Deshaun Watson didn't look good, so someone had to take the fall for that. Also interview Luke Getze, the former Bears offensive coordinator who they should not hire. Alex Van Pelt over Luke Getze for sure. Also interview Mike Sullivan, the Steelers interim offensive coordinator. And I don't think I'd make that move as well, but Sullivan has a connection to Antonio Pierce, was an assistant coach when Antonio Pierce won the Super Bowl with the Giants. They have also been linked to Zach Robinson and Cliff Kingsbury. So Zach Robinson would be the best hire the Raiders could make. Luke Getze or Mike Sullivan would kind of be uh, starting to worry me just a little bit welcome our new friend lecky and i hope i am pronouncing your first name correctly but i am so happy to have you as a new subscriber welcome to the show make sure you subscribe to player profiler news as well you can catch me there as well zach robinson i hope mark davis locks him in as our oc fingers crossed for you Zach Robinson, former colleague of mine back when I worked at PFF, didn't actually work directly with them a whole lot, but I am technically at that point part of the coaching tree. Not actually, but anyways, David Ross, Russ just wants a revenge on the Broncos. He does. He does. Imagine him moving on to the Raiders. That actually makes this even more intriguing. Maybe this does. Maybe where there is smoke, there is fire. Would be tough to sell Ben Johnson on the Panthers offense versus Detroit. Yeah, it's starting to sound like Ben Johnson is commanders or bust. And could Ben Johnson end up with the Lions once again? I don't know about that. Other news across the NFL. We mentioned that Vic Fangio out with the Miami Dolphins. Oh, and I'm sorry, Dolphins fans, but the word on the street is Brandon Staley is in the mix to replace Vic Fangio, who Brandon Staley did work under Vic Fangio, but... Oh, I can only imagine the reaction Dolphins fans are going to have if that effort does happen. Javon Holland, the safety for the Miami Dolphins, very talented safety, Canadian safety at that, was literally kicking rocks in his Instagram story after he heard the news. He is quite devastated that the coach that he quite liked, the coach that he had a lot of success under, is on his way out. Other news and updates across the NFL in the coaching world. We've got the Seahawks, who have second interviews with Dan Quinn. Raheem Morris is scheduled to visit as well. Ajiro Evero is scheduled. Patrick Graham and Mike Kafka. They've also had first interviews with Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, and Frank Smith. So the Seahawks still casting a wide net. Dan Quinn is still expected to become the next head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, but that very well could change. As for the Commanders, they have had a second interview scheduled with Raheem Morris. On Sunday, Dan Quinn is going to head to Washington, interview with the Commanders. And then Ben Johnson, the offense coordinator of the Detroit Lions, he's going to interview again with the Commanders after the NFC Championship. You cannot interview these coaches, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Lions, and the 49ers. You can't interview any of them 
without waiting until after the championship game. Then that week before the Super Bowl, that's when you can have your interview once again. So that's what the commanders are going to be waiting for. And the Falcons will also be interviewing Ben Johnson again, more than likely. They had to interview Ben Johnson right after the game. As soon as the game ends, they have a Zoom, a one-on-one, whatever you want to call it. They have uh, an interview after the Lions head to the NFC Championship because the rule is if you don't have a first interview before the NFC Championship, I don't think you can have one until after the Super Bowl or you can't set up a second interview. It is a long time to waste. And the Falcons snuck that in there to make sure that they could talk to Ben Johnson after the NFC Championship. And they've also interviewed a lot of other people. Bill Belichick had his second interview. Raheem Morris ended up with his interview yesterday with the Falcons. Raheem Morris was actually the interim head coach of the Atlanta Falcons for a period of time. We also saw Ajiro Evero. He interviewed today with the Atlanta Falcons. We were supposed to see Jim Harbaugh interview tomorrow. Obviously, that one's going to be canceled. Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens, is also scheduled to interview with the Atlanta Falcons. And Mike Vrabel had his first interview today with the Atlanta Falcons. Could Vrabel end up with the Falcons and bring Arthur Smith back as his offensive coordinator? Ooh, wouldn't that be something? Final couple notes on coaching hiring across the NFL. Nick Sirianni is back. He is set to return to the Philadelphia Eagles, much to the chagrin of many people. They have fired Sean Desai, their defensive coordinator. They do expect Vic Fangio to replace him, though Ron Rivera is also expected to get an interview as well. And on the offensive side, Brian Johnson has been fired by the Eagles, and they are interviewing Cliff Kingsbury. And Gerard Johnson, Gerard Johnson, the QB coach of the Houston Texans, worked wonders with C.J. Stroud. A lot, of, lot to work with already with C.J. Stroud, but he did a really good job this year. And so, final couple of things. Shane Waldron is expected to be the Chicago Bears' new offensive coordinator. He was the OC of the Seahawks for the past three years. Had pretty good success. The Steelers are interviewing Zach Robinson and Thomas Brown. Zach Robinson, the Rams passing game coordinator. Thomas Brown, the Panthers offensive coordinator who did not have a very good season this year with Bryce Young. That would be quite an uninspiring hire for a Steelers franchise looking to get back. Some people in the chat thinking that Russ was more of a Steeler than a Raider. Feel like the Broncos did Russ dirty. They sure did. They absolutely did. Russ is not awful. Russ is not awful. Russ is not great, but he's certainly not awful. Atlanta has pieces for Johnson. Just need a QB. I'd rather draft a QB in the draft, having a feeling some QBs might be off the list. Rivera seems to do better in small markets. Rivera also should be not a head coach at this point. Maybe they take a step back as a defense coordinator and he has success, but I don't know about that. We will see. But we do have the playoffs coming up, and this was the first day of practice before the NFC Championship, the AFC Championship. In the NFC, Christian McCaffrey does not have a quad injury. There were rumors that CMC injured his quad. Kyle Shanahan says, nope, he is good to go. And Debo Samuel did not practice today. He's got the shoulder injury, not a fracture in his shoulder. Unlike last time, he had a fracture in his shoulder last time that healed up, but it is the same shoulder, just a less severe injury. So he was running earlier today on a side field, but you're not running on your shoulder. So we don't actually know how close Debo Samuel is to playing. He's going to do everything he can. I imagine if it's a pain tolerance thing, then Debo Samuel is going to play. If it's a structural thing, if it's a functional thing, 
then Debo Samuel may not. As for the Detroit Lions, they're going to be without their left guard, Jonah Jackson. That's going to be a dagger. And they've done some shuffling at the tight end position. Sam Laporta didn't practice today. Wouldn't be surprised if that's just resting him up. He did have the knee injury earlier this season. Week 18 did have the knee injury. And so Sam Laporta doesn't practice today. Not worried about it quite yet especially because they placed Brock Wright on injured reserve, their other tight end. He's got a broken forearm, and so they signed Zach Ertz to the practice squad, but they're not confirming that Zach Ertz is going to play. I believe he will because they need a third tight end, though Jason Cabinda could do that. I think they are going to have Zach Ertz active on game day, but either way, if he's undecided, Sam Laporta is going to play, so not worried quite just yet. As for the AFC championship game, Isaiah Pacheco did not practice today, though he is expected to play. He's just dealing with a little soreness in his toe. We'll keep an eye on if he practices tomorrow or Friday. Joe Tooney, the left guard of the Kansas City Chiefs, he also could end up missing this playoff game. He has a strained pectoral muscle. He didn't practice today. He's unlikely to play, though he's going to do everything he can to make sure he does suit up. And Sky Moore finally is not practicing once again. He's trying to come off of injured reserve, but no Sky Moore today. Probably not Sky Moore on Sunday either. As for the Baltimore Ravens, this is a big deal for them. This is the first conference title game that the Baltimore Ravens have ever held. The Ravens. The Baltimore Colts in 1971 was the last time that Baltimore, the city, hosted a conference championship game. And so this is a massive deal. They've got T-Pain playing at halftime. T-Pain, please sing War Pigs. The cover is immaculate. If you haven't seen T-Pain's cover of War Pigs, go and listen to that. They're going to have the Morgan State University Choir singing the national anthem. They're going to have Navy paratroopers involved as well, I didn't actually understand what their role was going to be, but I'm excited to see that spectacle. I'm excited to see Michael Phelps deliver the game ball, which I also don't fully understand that. Is that just like ceremonial thing in pregame? Either way, it's Michael Phelps. So excited to see how that plays out. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Jonathan Ogden, they're all going to be in attendance for the Baltimore Ravens as well. So exciting times across the NFL. So much movement across the coaching world, especially, but the more things change, the more some things stay the same. Stephon Diggs is expected to return for the Buffalo Bills. He is not expected to ask for a trade this offseason. Though, could the Bills be looking to upgrade the wide receiver position? Is Stephon Diggs a wide receiver too now? He very well might be. Oh, final coaching no news and note across the NFL. The Packers did fire the defensive coordinator, Joe Barry. They have finally moved on. Much to the delight of many Green Bay Packers fans. Could Jair Alexander, their all-pro cornerback, be on the way out as well? This could be nothing. And oftentimes we see players say goodbye, but they're just saying goodbye to a season. But Jair Alexander, Instagram, thank you, God. Thank you, Lambeau, for six years. Thank you to those who showed love throughout my journey. Is the journey with the Packers over? Is the journey at Lambeau over? Or is this just the classic Denny Carter tweet applied to cornerbacks? Because cornerbacks are just the wide receivers of the defense. They are always being cryptic out there. So Jair Alexander on his way out. It remains to be seen. So much has happened today with Jim Harbaugh and yesterday with Brian Callahan, but we still have so much more to come. The Atlanta Falcons very well could be hiring someone 
as we speak. Maybe it's Bill Belichick. Maybe the Panthers are working on signing Dave Canales to a contract. There's so much going on. So make sure you check out Player Profiler News on YouTube. Make sure you check out playerprofiler.com forward slash news so you can read about all of these transactions and all this groundbreaking news. And make sure you stay tuned to Player Profiler today. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.